So Josh, you had this idea that you want to talk about admitting when you're wrong. Am yeah, right? just yeah, I, not even admitting when you're wrong. I think it's more like the humility of being wrong is and it's okay. Why almost like why do people don't want to do that? Launch out onto the loop with us as we discuss the rightness of wrongness or the wrongness of I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll Here's figure the theme it out. Song. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, please visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. I have a leading comment about admitting when you're wrong, all right? Uh, I figured this might hit home to Brian a little bit. Because he knows <laughs> I struggle with this. Yeah, it's. I think a lot of people do, and I, I, I do too. And I think it's not, it's not unique, so this is a good topic. So what this really is, is a passive-aggressive way of having Brian talk about how wrong he is in life. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Pride. I'll just say it. Mm-hmm. Pride. And There's a reason it's one of the seven deadly sins. Pride and self-preservation. You know, and you might say you're self-preserving pride, but l- let me just share some initial thoughts with it, right? Sure. Let's say that you make your, your reputation known because you, like, know things, right? Like, there's a lot of thought workers in the world, and I'm yep. one of them. Yep. I'm one I of haven't those found people, a, too. Yep. I haven't found a gig yet that pays me because I'm dumb. There are some <laughs> industries that do. I just, that's never been something that's been afforded right. to me. Now, in the young days of Brian Shun building his career... It really was a, I have to get this right because otherwise they're going to let me go. Now, there are corporations and companies in the world where it's basically like a religion of unforgiveness that pervades the culture. Correct. It's like, you are wrong, you screwed it up, you didn't need much to screw it up, but that's it, and now you're out, right? And that's a really hard place to be, and I understand why people get heartburn and strokes and other things when they are in the corporate world for a long time and that's the mo now i'm gonna flip it and talk about like really successful entrepreneurs i think about jeff bezos and uh folks you know they say it's it's okay just change your mind it's okay to change your mind because you probably have learned something like don't wait so long to make a decision where you just lag it out right right so if you change your mind that might mean that you're willing to be wrong. And I think a lot of risk takers in like the business world are willing to be wrong for the sake of progress. Yeah, and I think you have to be. You have to be willing to be wrong. I think more likely is that the people that have the vision, right? If you have the vision of the company or of the thing that you're doing, you may not you may know the end. But you might not know how to get there. And so you might just start it off, right? You might say something and then it's totally wrong. However, you become kind of emotionally invested in that 
process that you've already kind of have in your mind. And there might be other people that come in and say, you know, I really think like if we do this this way or we do that that way and you're just like, nope, uh, we're going to do it my way because that's how we're going to get to this thing. However, I think you need to be pliable enough to start to understand that there's more than one way to go to A to B. You know, you might just not be a straight line. And sometimes the journey actually opens up a lot of things. Like that's kind of how CC has been for Brian and I. Uh, We had this very like stringent, when we first started the podcast, we had this very stringent, like we're going to start here, we're going to end here. And we took many detours along the way. And I would argue that the detours have been, first of all, well worth it because we've actually been able to twist down what we want to do and what we're doing, but we've been able to pick up those people along the way to help us to get to where we're going. And I think sometimes that just between two people or three people, you might not have the human resources necessary to actually get there. So let's, I like that. Let's take a a moment and pause and let's bifurcate and let's, like choose the road. Should sure. we talk more about wrong in the context of the the emotional behavior of admitting you're wrong and the things you have to go through and what that entails? Or should we take it as I was wrong and learning and kind of like iterating because you're learning more as you go? Let's do the second one and let's save the first one for maybe another conversation. Okay, perfect. So what what you understand is right in a, in a context. So I think of science in, in a lot of ways, right? Sure. I, I'm actually, I love science. I'm actually bothered when people put science in like the all knowing <laughs> state of something, because yeah. like it, the, the whole nature of science is actually to understand something and to and experiment that do, and that you don't know. And that's the journey. And that's why I, as Brian, you know, said he's drawn to it. That's why I'm drawn to it too. We have, because why not? Right, <laughs> because I mean we're only as good as what we're not remembering. Well, yeah, well, that's true. We have a situation though where, well, Josh. Okay, let me uh, let me back up a second. Yep. Can you think of an example where something was touted as the best understanding that we had, only to find out it was completely wrong, and then you solved the problem? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to do broad strokes with this because I think this is like every branch of science, like medical, everything. But think about even just our understanding of the universe and how it works and physics, just basic physics, you know, like Sir Isaac Newton, gravity and the opposite force attraction and all that stuff. And then you have Einstein that comes in and other people between them and they're totally like changing this up like even today like some of einstein's theories on like time and relativity are being tested and they're being found true or not true most of them are being found to be mostly true in certain ways like we're like oh this person who didn't even have a computer you know in 1920 figured this thing out and now today we've actually proven it and there's a lot of science sometimes in between like we have like Stephen Hawking, who is probably one of the modern great minds that we have uh, that actually took Einstein's theories and like, no, he's not wrong. 
He just doesn't know all the facts. And so he's starting to put in more stuff. And so that kind of thing, I, I, that's what I think about all the time. I think about space and like the big pictures. I don't think about the small stuff too much with that question, Brian. Do you believe that it kind of solves itself? Like if you, if you seek after the big things, are you finding like in the, in the pursuit of that type of understanding? Personally, yes. I think that if you're open to it, like a lot of people don't like to, I don't even know how to word it, but they just don't like that confrontation, right? So they want to make sure that they're right or that they're wrong, but they're right for a reason or whatever. And so I think that it does solve itself if you put the, if you're looking for the right I almost think if you're asking the right questions, it's going to solve itself. But it, really what you're doing is you're searching ans- for answers, right? You're not searching for um, questions. Okay, so let, let me back this up then and ask, I guess it would be more a philosophical question. These are, actually. I, mean, I like well, this. <laughs> what, can you... I guess, Josh, where I go is kind of you look at, like, what's the meaning of life? (laughs) Pretty much, right? Where am I going? You know, those are always fundamental questions in every human experience that you're asking yourself, and there's there's reasons why you're asking yourself that. Um, Can you know something is right and wrong? So, I mean, like, I have obviously my opinion on it, but do you believe that you can understand right and wrong in an absolute sense? I mean, there are absolute truths i would say and there's absolute falsehoods but i don't know if there's i i honestly don't know brian i mean i i think that's the biggest question right that's the thing you got to ask yourself and i think the biggest thing you can say to yourself is i don't know and to me that's what that pursuit is about right it's about the never ending answer you're never going to find the perfect answer because when you find a little bit of it, it's gonna ask, it's gonna have more questions to it. So I let me let me spin it this way then. There's there are absolutes uh, that exist, and we can get our perception of those right or wrong, right? Depending on the nature of that truth. Because just because if I like if I didn't believe gravity existed, and I mean I could be proved wrong pretty quickly, you know. But I could really believe it with all my heart that. Sure. Gravity doesn't exist. So I guess where I'm going with it is this. You can have, you can be right or wrong about something and you can have a correct understanding of something because you know in part. And you could also have a wrong understanding about the whole just because you know in part. And that's part of the journey, I think, of understanding where... We don't ever know the entirety of everything. That would make us God. Like last time I checked, that was not on my resume of experience. Like right. Brian is God. <laughs> Never. Right. <laughs> I'm not qualified for that job. But I think that people sometimes don't understand that you can perceive something to be true or to be false. Right. And your perception of it also doesn't change the very nature of it because it may exist without you. Right, without you thinking about it, it can still exist. I mean, very correct. So, like, uh, I think a modern day example of this is actually almost like the flat earthers, right? Like, some of those people genuinely believe the earth is flat, 
And there are documentaries of them trying to like prove it's flat. Even though we, as a people, pretty much a lot of the scientific community like figured that out in like 3000 BC that they figured it was round, right? So like they would like do experiments and prove themselves wrong, but they're like, no, there's something wrong with this experiment. <laughs> and so yeah. they would keep doing it. Now, I don't know if they really believe it or are they just after the notoriety for believing it? Because that's a fair question to ask as well, especially in today's age with the internet and that kind of e-fame, we would call it, right? Where people are looking at themselves as more because they're they like a niche niche kind of like idea that they can find like a hundred thousand people that believe that idea now. Where back in the day, that one person in your in your community that was kind of the weirdo only was that one person, right? And I'm not saying these people are weird. I'm just saying that that one person has that one belief. They couldn't find others, so we just discounted them as a society. But now, because of the interconnectivity of like the internet and things like this, we can all get together in our respective groups as well as as a whole, right? Technology has done a beautiful job of exposing the great diversity of humankind and beliefs and yeah. how you live your life and what you do, how you make money, how you have a family. That's really interesting because you, you wouldn't have known that back 2,000 years ago, how the rest of the world worked, unless you had traveled there and kind of discovered it yourself. We have, this, we have a glut of information available to us now to see those things, right? Um, and I want to turn it back to this point. Like, you can have something right or wrong, and that doesn't mean that all of a sudden your whole value as a person hinged on getting that exactly right or exactly wrong. That, that goes back to the, the culture of unforgiveness that could happen. It's like you can get something wrong, and it then becomes a self-reflection. Like, well, am I gonna, is it the experiment? I mean, it could be. Right. Or you could have it wrong. And then the question is, what are you going to do with that when you find out that you're wrong? And for us on this podcast, we love if we find out that we're wrong. Sometimes I've found out the hard way. <laughs> right. I have to decide what I'm going to do with that. Am I going to learn? Am I going to adapt? Am I going to dig my heels in? Yeah. I mean... I think that's a good place to leave it because it's really like, are you going to, are you actually going to change or are you just going to be stubborn and say, no, I not do it, you know? And is that a good thing? I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. So I think we'll title this episode, the nature of wrongness. And <laughs> sure. <laughs> it sounds very CC ish, I guess it does. So until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh for Curiosity Continuum.